Amen. He has been good to us. We see in the text this morning that the Lord is giving a message to his people that reminds us that our lives are like a vapor, that we're here for a little while and then we are gone. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Holy Father, we thank, honor, and praise you this morning for uh, what you have done thus far in this service. Lord God, I pray that the hearts of your people have been touched in a way to let them know that your presence is near. Now, oh God, as me and my husband stand in this space to proclaim your gospel, allow us, oh God, to rightly divide your word of truth. Help us, oh God, to be workmen, to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Endow us, oh God, with your wonderful presence. Give us a double portion of your anointing right now. It's in the name of Jesus that we ask these things. And we say amen and amen. Heard the reading of the scripture this morning. And hearing from book of James, the author James, we're going to come to you this morning with a word called, it's about time. <laughs> it's about time. Let me, let me ask you all a question this morning. Have, has anyone ever said something to you like, it's about time you gave up smoking. It's about time you got married. It's about time you got a job. Oh yeah, yeah, how many times have people said that? And we say it's about time, really when we think that a person has gone way beyond the threshold for a change, that someone else has waited to see in you most often for a long, long time. They really are happy to see a change in your life. I know, I know, I know. I've been around people who will, you know, they'll come at you with a bit of sarcasm and, you know, well, it's about time. Girl, it's about time you did something with your hair. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, but for the most part, for the most part, you know, people really are applauding you for the change that they see in your life. Essentially, essentially what they are saying is great job in moving in a better direction. And that really is, my brothers and sisters, what we are concentrating on uh, uh, as, a, as a body of believers. How can we, how do we change for the better? I'm sure, I'm sure many of you are just like me. We, we have several things maybe on a list uh, uh, that uh, we want to see change in our lives. Uh, 
And we hope and pray that over the course of time that we're going to hit some of those things in your life that you want to change for the better. And prayerfully, we can offer you some practical ways to do just that. Uh, but right now, this morning, today on this second Sunday in October, uh, we are coming at you from the book of James. Uh, you may recall James is the half-brother of Jesus. Uh, he's believed to be a younger brother of Jesus. Uh, uh, James, though, I, 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 I had some, some issue with James early in my, in my uh, 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 preaching because James was such a straight talker. Uh-huh. James wasn't, uh, he didn't sugarcoat his message. Uh, he doesn't water down his words. Uh, you all know James. He says, uh, oh, just count it all joy when the stuff of life comes at you. Because mm -hmm. James could see that the stuff was working something inside of you. Am I right about it, yeah. uh, Pastor Keith? Uh, yeah. uh, but really, when you get to understand James and, and his audience, you'll know that James really comes at us um, with the love of a pastor and, and with wisdom and strength um, and assurance um, uh, that lets his audience know that it really we don't have time to mess around. Yet, yet James is proclaiming his message with clarity and with boldness that followers of Jesus, as followers of Christ, that we need to live the life that we are professing. Yes. In other words, our walk and our talk need to match. Am I right about it? We have to agree with James this morning as we look around and we see what is taking place in our world, uh, we got to uh, become the church that we have been called to be because we really are looking heavenward because we believe that soon, uh, uh, one day soon, that Jesus will come back and he will be looking for the church without spot or wrinkle, that he's going to be looking for the church that has carried out the mandate that he left us, that Jesus is going to be looking for the church, uh, hallelujah, that he came looking for, yeah. hallelujah, and so that means, that means, that means uh, uh, that we don't have much time to waste. Um, uh, and we look at our uh, the opening in our text this morning, and we are examining chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, um, and, and what has hit James um, in this particular section of the book um, is that he is is dealing with some arrogance of, of people who are being foolish about their planning for their successful life in this world simply without acknowledging that we do have a dependence on God for our success. Uh, oh, come on, somebody. Uh, uh, can we just come out of the gate this morning uh, letting God's people know that it is ignorant um, and foolish not to place our issues for changing for the better in the hands of the one who rules and super rules, uh, who, the one who gives us a future which we yet can not, that we cannot see yet. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. James is, is giving us some direction this morning as we uh, plan for a brighter 
teacher. Uh, um, we we want to uh, look to our God because he is the one who sees the future and knows what he has planned for us so that we can get the future that we desire. We must be aware that the time given to make plans and look towards our desires is all right, but we must come with an attitude that we will only succeed when we use our time that God has given us when we seek him first. Oh, come on, Pastor Keith, and help us better understand what this is about time situation is all about. It's, it's about time. And, and as we look at being about time, uh, let me tell you, it reminds me of the time when our children were close to being born. You know, some of y'all have had children about to be born, and so you know what I'm about to say. Well, but in our case, one of our children took his time. The other was letting us know in no uncertain terms that uh, in the fullness of time, when the fullness of time had come, then, and she was already in the fullness of time, so she was on her way. Uh, as I think about uh, the time our children were coming, we were planning on them coming one day and coming the way that we thought it would go, didn't we pass the eye? Yeah. But let me tell you all something, neither one of them uh, did what we thought they would do. The scripture says that we talk about what we will do today or tomorrow. We will go here or there and we will buy and we will sell. But verse 14 tells us, but you don't know what will happen tomorrow. And you certainly don't know what will happen today. Because when time is involved, hear me now, it waits for no one. Time is something we all spend either in one way or another. And can we tell you this morning that it makes a difference in how we use our time? Listen, in, in the scripture, James is addressing how people are using all of their time living by the world's wisdom. You know, we got people doing that now. They, they had false perspectives back then, and we certainly have false perspectives now. Uh, that uh, uh, perfected, uh, perfected indicated that they could do or should do or would do, you know, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, uh, they would do whatever it takes to get what they want in life. Even if it meant hurting somebody, stepping on somebody to go where they wanted to go. They had plans for the future and had sketched in all the details pretty specifically. They had a timetable, a location, and a plan, and a determined conclusion. 
which was how much profit could they make? People of God, don't we do this? Don't we get our plans together? Don't we lay out how much uh, profit we're going to make and this and that? Uh, but the good news is that God gives us all grace to do these things. But Christians, now listen to me. It's about time we use our time to move closer to God. It's about time that we use our time to move closer to God. It's about time that we just use our time to trust in God and let him be our Jehovah Jireh, meaning let trust in God and let him provide for us. It's about time to let him be our supreme leader. I don't know about you. But we need a supreme leader. And it's about time for him to be our ultimate guide and our supreme court judge. Amen, somebody. I hope you're hearing me out there. And it certainly is about time to let him lift us up and let us stand and do it in his own time. I hope I got some witnesses out there this morning. But let me tell you, put a check mark right here. Uh, because we must all do all of this in humility. So when change for the better comes, which is our central theme of our series, we know that we reacted, we, we are reached our destiny point. And then we will reach our victory point and that we will have reached what God has laid out for us. I don't know about you, but I want to feel what God has laid out for me. I want to, you to know that, uh, that I have made mistakes, and so have you. All of us have made mistakes in our lives, uh, but we want the God of our salvation to let us reach our destiny point. I want to be able to reach my victory point. And I want to be able to reach what he laid out for me. So let me tell you this. We can reach these points in life. And the answer is, yes, we can. We can reach these points. Amen, somebody. Oh, yes, you can. You, you can reach your, your victory point. And for somebody out there, let me make it personal. Yes, you can. Because when you took the time way back in the day in your life and you leaned on God and you depended on God. His plan has worked out uh, for you according to his will. And so didn't he say in Jeremiah first chapter, first and uh, fifth verse, that before you were formed in the womb, he knew you, he knew us. Let me tell you something, God is still gracious to us and he allows us the freedom to choose how we spend our time. He gives us time to work. He gives us time to play. He gives us time to relax, hallelujah. He gives us time to rest. He gives us time to love. Yes, he does. He gives us time to plant and he gives us time to sow. Our list could go on and on and on and on. 
about how God allows us to use our time. But this morning, we want you to make sure you know that it's about time in life when we must select some time, we must save some time, and then we must spend some time. We want you to know we've got to select some time, we've got to save some time, and then we must spend some time. Let me tell you a little bit about selecting some time. This is to say that we must listen carefully to timely scriptures like 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, where he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. God is saying, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of self, though God gives us freedom to choose how we use our time, we must come to a place in life where we save time for the very movement of God in our lives. Yet can I break it down and help us understand that God is not opposed to us planning. In other words, God is mad at our plans. But what we better understand is this, is that we are not sovereign over our plans. Uh, I think I'll say that again. We are not sovereign over our plans. Um, Remember states, um, we do not know what tomorrow will bring. Um, In other words, uh, I don't want you uh, to hold so tightly to your own plans uh, that you miss out on God's plan uh, for you. Oh, it's about time uh, that we stop being so definitive about our plans um, acting with such self-sufficiency and such an arrogant attitude um, as if we are the pilots of our own destiny. Life. Uh, Somebody knows, uh, somebody can testify this morning that life has too many variables uh, for us to be completely 100% certain about what tomorrow will bring. How many of you have lived long enough uh, to know that you don't even know what today will bring? Oh, come on, somebody. It can start out one way and end up a whole nother way. I'm a living witness. I've been there. I got the t-shirt. Oh, yes, I do. But what we can be assured of is that there is a kingdom agenda that shall come to pass. It's about time that we number our days, church, and realize that there is such a man as a a God of omniscience. He is a all-knowing God. He knows all about us. He knows our end from the beginning. Hallelujah. Somebody says that he's the Alpha and the Omega, that he's the beginning and he's our end. Oh, come on, church. We do have and we serve an omnipotent God. What do I mean by that? I mean we serve an all-powerful God who is still in control. Oh, I know your life might look out of control, but trust me when I tell you that he is still in control. I know what the headlines say. I know how things in Washington, D.C. are upside down and top 
topsy-turvy, but I still say that we serve a God who is in control. Oh, I know they try to take him out of, I know they try to put him out of, but he is still a God in control. Our lives are in his hands. Our time is in his hands. Oh, come on, church. We are the ones who have wholly submitted and surrendered our lives unto him. Can I tell you that our scripture today says that we are here only for a brief moment. The LLT says that we're just like the fog. Hallelujah. You all know that typically the fog is in early in the morning, but by midday or before, the fog is already gone. That's how the Bible is describing the, the, the life of uh, uh, the, the how we exist as human beings. Yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow. Oh, yes. So we need to make sure that we are selecting time to get right with God. And then we all got to make sure that we are saving time. Hallelujah. So we can know which way to go. My third thing I'm going to tell you is we still got to spend some time. Oh, I know, I know we are busy people. I know we got stuff on our agendas. I know our phones are filled with things on our calendar. Oh, I understand understand that very well. But can I tell you that they, we know that in the life in which we live, there are any number of things that that that, that uh, uh, we can we could use to spend our time on. Am I right, Pastor Keith? Am I right about it? And can I just say this, uh, that some things are useful and helpful to our existence. Amen, somebody. Uh, uh, some things uh, by just my be considered a waste of time. Have you ever seen people just waste time? Have you ever seen people waste their whole lives wasting time? Yeah, Hallelujah yeah. to Jesus. Uh, but, but can we tell you this morning that it will never be a waste of time to spend time in the very presence of our God? Yeah. Do I have a witness in the house this yeah, morning? Yeah, yeah. Do I have any people who really understand understand what it's like when we spend time in the presence of our God. Does anybody know the difference that it makes when you spend time in the presence of God? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I know, I know. I, I understand that there are many around us who are ambitious. We have people in our lives, in our church, in our families that are motivated and they are excited yeah. about the possibility of a great future are here on earth and in our eternal destination. Yeah. We want you to make those plans. It's all right. And we want you to see that your plans succeed. It's all good. But in verses 15 through 17 in our text, it reminds us is that all of our plans, come on church, they fall under a larger plan. Come on somebody that's under the control and the will of the Father. Yeah. Oh, I hope somebody heard me this morning. I, 
I say to you, go ahead, get out your computer, get out your piece of paper and your pencil, write down your plans. Perhaps Habakkuk already told us that we ought to write the vision and make it plain. But sometimes we still got to wait for it to come. Hallelujah. But I'm going to also tell you that after you've written them down, that you need to take them to the Lord in prayer as you spend time with him, laying before him, you better be seeking his approval on the plan. We want you to get that green light from the master before you start packing up and moving out. Or we give you this advice this morning so that you won't be tempted to get ahead of God. Oh my God, you all ever seen somebody who's going so fast and doing so much and got so many things to do that they're already out ahead of God? Or we know, we know, we've seen people who who, who go out on in front and want God to follow them. Oh, that's a big mistake, saints. But we need to line up behind the very will of God. And so when we spend time with the master, it allows us to get ourselves in a position where we can hear what he's telling us for the season where he's taking us. Does anybody know? Does anybody understand that every now and then we serve a God who will interrupt your plan? Oh, you thought it was going one way and it went another. Does anybody Taking you has anybody ever been taken in a direction that you did not see coming? When we spend time in the presence of God, we will get to a place where it's all right to be interrupted. You see, the interruptions they won't bother you much anymore. You see, those interruptions won't disturb your peace anymore. Those interruptions you will come to know and to understand that if God is interrupting me, that he has something better for me. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name this morning. And those interruptions, those interruptions, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, will most often take us to the very center of his will. And how many of you all know that there's no safe place to be, no safer place to be than in the center of his will. Oh, I can stop here right now and I can tell you about some of my life plans that I had all laid out, that I had all figured out, but God, well, somebody say, but God, he interrupted the plans. He's interrupted them in the past, and I believe, Pastor Keith, that he will interrupt them again in the future before it's all said and done. Oh, but I know, I know for me, it's about time. It's about time that I accept uh, what my father has already planned for me. Um, The word, the word, the word is trying to teach us. uh, The word is trying to teach us here that we cannot boast. uh, We cannot brag uh, about our own plans. It's all right. It's all right to have plans. uh, But there's a way to have plans when you are a follower of Jesus. uh, Hallelujah. (laughs) That gives him uh, 
first preference uh, over our plans uh, that gives him uh, the opportunity uh, to see what we're saying and where we think we're going um, and it gives him the opportunity uh, to speak to our spirits uh, and change our very plans uh, you see when we show up uh, talking about we're going to do this uh, and we're going to do that uh, and we're going to go over here and we're going to go over there yeah. and we're going to stay this while and we're going to do this and that and the other thing um, it shows Shows up as arrogance and pride in the face of our Father. Yes, and can I tell somebody that there is no time, no time for arrogance on our part, no time for pride to show up in our lives. But we need to show up and say, like our old saints used to say, that if the Lord wills, if the Lord wills. Yeah. Oh, I got a friend who says it like this. If if the Lord says the same, yeah. then I'll be there. Then I'll do this or I'll do that. It's about time, saints. It's about time, saints of God, that how we use our time becomes a top priority in our lives. That we make sure that we select our time. Make sure that we do save some time. And hallelujah, make sure, glory to God, that we spend some time with our God. We pray that you are hearing our voices this morning as we, as we make this proclamation to the people of God. Oh, we know, we know how important it is. Yeah, yeah, it's important for us to lay out some plan and some direction for our lives. But it's also important for us to understand and know that God has the final say. I hope you are hearing me this morning in the mighty name of Jesus.